0: we all know battery storage functions as backup support for homes and businesses when the main source of power goes down, but battery storage can also be a metaphorical backup of sorts for solar installation businesses when that main source of business, selling and installing solar PV, is challenged by net metering policy changes. David Dunlap, VP of Product Strategy with Baywa RE, joins us on Power Forward today to show us how energy storage sales can create a more financially sustainable business model in the years to come. Hey, David, does that sum things up? <laughs> That's a great intro, Chris. It's great to be here. Thanks. In our previous Power Forward episode, we kind of got into the basics of selling energy storage, and we mentioned how the energy storage market is different today versus five years ago when some installers you know, tried to add it as a product offering and failed for different reasons. Do you feel like there's a meaningful difference in the energy storage product opportunity today that might change someone's mind?
1: I, I do actually, I agree with that. I think five years ago, um, the products were not as well integrated Um, The use cases maybe weren't as well defined, and as installers we made assumptions about the system requirements uh, versus the homeowner expectations. We might even throw around terminologies like whole home backup and what we believed it meant like the capability of providing backup to a large uh, 200 amp service may not have met what the homeowner thought it meant, which is I can disconnect from the grid and run my house for a week. Those kinds of differences, I think, um, were significant stumbling blocks. The products maybe weren't as simple to understand or simple to install, and the pricing um, was was very different than it is today. So would you say now, in 2023, that
0: not selling energy storage, or at least not starting the process to sell energy storage and install battery systems is maybe even riskier than standing pat with just solar and, and avoiding it.
1: Long term, yes, I do. Um, so there's a couple of things um, that I would say there. One is if, if we're not thinking about solar contractors evolving and becoming electrification contractors, we are going to miss the boat long term. But it's interesting if you kind of think back to um, the pioneer days and what solar was doing in the beginning, it was all about creating and consuming enough power for that building to be autonomous. And the reason that we moved away from that ideology and the belief that you could use the grid as your storage was all around pretty attractive retail rates and net metering. And um, when we incentivized overproduction on the PV side, and actually made that part of the financial payback of the system, uh, we lost sight of that balance of, I can generate enough power to self consume that power. And I may need to consume the power when the the sun is down, right? And, And so that time of use, rather than thinking of it as an economic argument, if you just fundamentally look at how much power do I need to consume, therefore I should generate and store it on site that closed loop cycle of building level um, electrification I think is where we're headed in the future and I think all installers should be thinking about how am I going to do that and storage of course is that first step. In California installers essentially you know have no choice in this now thanks to
0: uh, NEM 3.0 how it devalued the production of solar energy uh, sending you know exporting to the grid so I'm curious now that we're firmly in NEM 3.0 have you talked to installers that maybe after crunching the numbers and getting fully into kind of this new business model are they actually excited about the potential going forward versus kind of just sticking with the old status quo
1: definitely there are some and and I think the key was understanding the the economics and being able to model it out but I want to kind of go back to that comment about um, storage is required um, just to to sort of state for the record that there's nothing in the NEM 3.0 policies that say you have to do storage. It's purely economic, right? And if someone chooses to design a system that is close to zero export on a rolling annual basis and they don't really care about uh, export rates versus the, the charges of time of use, you know, whatever. It's still feasible to do. We just know now that the economics are better because of the high cost of power at peak power times. So, so yes, I think um, the the key here was figuring out what is that um, sort of sweet spot of enough battery storage um, and and technology to do a time of use without a backup kind of scenario because that keeps the price down. Coming up with with that uh, sort of total system cost that's not terribly expensive um, and that has a, a an overall system payback of less than eight years has been exciting. And I think uh, a lot of the installers who've kind of cracked that nut and are seeing some real traction with the homeowners are loving it. And, and they, I think, didn't believe that they could get to that price point with the technologies and the systems uh, in years past.
0: Yeah. And you make a good point about the differences of the Solar Plus storage system in California to meet the very specific complex parameters of NEM 3.0 rate structures. Have there been advancements to help installers navigate this and design systems that are the most economical
1: and provide better ROI? The software design tools um, really have come a long way in the last six months, and particularly because of the NEM 3.0 changes, the utility rate structure is unbelievably complex the matrix of um, rates every day, every hour, broken down on this huge spreadsheet. Um, But fortunately, yes, the software system companies have integrated that into their design tools. Um, And I wanted to quickly share the names of five systems that um, CALSA has kind of uh, vetted very uh, deeply and believes are robust and will give some really accurate and good results. So that would be Enact Systems, Energy Toolbase, solar nexus aurora and OpenSolar. um i believe there are some proprietary systems out there as well enphase um as we know you know acquired a software design tool company um and they of course have built all of that information in for there so if you're an enphase installer and you're thinking about um taking advantage of of, of um, that system um that's proprietary the the other five i mentioned will work across all platforms but I believe we're past that tipping point of now the softwares are caught up and, and can do a good job of modeling. Regardless of where I am in the country,
0: California, Florida, New York, or God forbid, Ohio, uh, where I am now, <laughs> how, will, how will selling energy storage make my solar installation business more resilient or financially stable?
1: I think there's, um, there are kind of two primary streams for that. One is the potential for repeat business. We all know that customer acquisition costs are very, very high. And if we can sell more than once to the same customer, we eliminate that customer acquisition from the, um, the margin stack in, in the second uh, round of, of install. The other one is just simply higher revenues. Even if you do it as a single sale, you can you're basically putting in a more expensive system. You've got higher revenues with that single visit to the site or that single customer. The third stream maybe is just more opportunities in the market Um, and people who are really thinking about how to capitalize on the existing installed PV with retrofit storage. That's a huge amount of uh, addressable market that you, if you were only selling PV, you would think was not part of your addressable market opportunity.
0: What are some tangible changes that I might need to make to my traditional solar operations to do this the right way then? or I guess maybe what are some examples of changes your customers have made to their business that helped them successfully add energy storage as a product line?
1: Be ready and willing to make the investments in the higher skill set that's needed. Um, You are talking about master electrician, um, not just somewhere uh, in the back office or once in a while going out to the job site, but, but they're going to be part of every single system installation. You're going to be involved with more main panel upgrades, just hands down. Um, and I know a lot of installers um, that have avoided storage, even on the PD side, they they sort of goal seek for non-MPU upgrades. And, and I think that's just something you have to be ready to, you know, there there's ways that you can work around it. There are some really great solutions there that for the right system, you may not have to get involved in that Um, but you need to be ready for it. I think that there's um, higher standards for quality and training from um, all the way through from design through commissioning, um, making sure that everyone on your crew understands the full scope of the project, or at least the scope that they're going to be directly involved with. We've heard stories of people installing systems with people who've never been through um, the training from the manufacturers, and that just is not going to fly with the storage systems. You're going to lose money. You're going to have system failures and, and uh, not get the support you need. You might make some other choices about how you are selling systems. If you believe that there's an opportunity to uh, kind of roll a customer, a homeowner through various stages of electrification, you might choose to start with something very simple like uh, energy monitoring and efficiency upgrades in the home. And then you can come back after a month or two of data collection, you see how they're running their home make a proposal for the PV and storage, right? And you might do those in one or two different installation rounds. And then you could come back later and do EV charging or other kind of electrical appliances. There's, there's a, a big range there when you start down that path of I'm doing more than just installing a solar generation plant. And then think about your selling strategy so that you can roll your customers through those options. You don't have to get them to sign up for a $50,000 system all at once. You can do it in stages.
0: Yeah, and I could see a customer, you know, when they make that initial investment and they add solar and they're like monitoring the production of it, it starts to get kind of contagious or you get a little bit more into it, you know, and then suddenly maybe it makes more sense like, oh yeah, I do want to add these other things because I'm understanding my load profile more and the savings I can get, you know what I mean? Like you get nerdier about it, you know, after Absolutely. What about the OPEX post-installation though? I can only assume there will be more truck rolls and ongoing support when installing solar and battery storage, and maybe that's a a turnoff, you know, no one likes to roll a truck, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. This gets back to your opening comment, right? And I think that um, a lot of installers do still have uh, concern and and heartburn and maybe real losses from uh, trying to service um, storage solutions, and, and, it, and it's a legitimate uh, concern. But I think what I would start with is advising people to build a service operation department as an income generation stream. It, it's not just uh, an expense category. The customers we have that are highly successful with their o m that's the approach they've taken. They've hired someone to run the department as an income generating full PL responsibility rather than just I just have to spend money and I have to somehow figure out how to earn it on my on my sales. Take the long-term view, um, figure out how to make it sustainable and profitable. And if you don't, as a building owner, know how to do that, hire someone who does.
0: I'm curious if you think brand the brand power of energy storage systems may be an argument too. For customers who haven't gone solar yet and are likely unfamiliar with Enphase or Solar Edge or just our, you know, our, our solar brands, you know, they probably maybe know Generac or Tesla, and I, and I'm wondering if there could be marketing cachet that can maybe come along with some of the the myriad energy storage brands.
1: Brand definitely has an impact. There's no question. Um, we sold LG Electronics modules for a very very long time, and there was no question that. It just kind of put a homeowner at ease, knowing that the brand that was being talked about for a significant portion of their spend and for their system, the visible part of the system, was a brand that they were familiar with and they had a positive experience with it. But it doesn't really tell them that the system is gonna perform well or that it's gonna meet their financial goals or their energy independence goals. And I think that long-term, what I see looking at um, other global markets, the European market in particular, we haven't yet reached a point of kind of commoditization of the market where, as long as it works well, it doesn't matter what the what the name on the on the equipment is. So, so there's a place for it, absolutely. Will that win the day? Will that uh, overcome new entrants in the markets? I'm not completely convinced that's true. I think that there's always going to be room for new entrants, new technologies. We
0: covered a lot of ground, David. I don't know if um, there was anything that. You know, popped up in your brain while we were chatting that uh, you wanted to fit into this conversation.
1: I really like that we got into thinking about um, storage not as a uh, standalone product offering, but as a a, a business uh, kind of line of business opportunity for for installers. And I think that's an important takeaway. Um, as as kind of a wrap up is um, if we can sell more things to the same customers, we've reduced our customer acquisition costs if we can come back to uh, previously installed PV systems and add value for the homeowner with retrofit storage, um, we're we're creating more opportunities um, for ourselves, uh, for the industry and um, more overall energy autonomy. And then I think lastly, installers, uh, there's a sort of a change and opportunity to think about measuring their business in terms of Um, overall revenue rather than installed systems, right? So if you are installing fewer 10KW systems, but you're adding storage to 50% of them, you may be making as much or more revenue than you were when you were installing twice as many. Uh, Great summary there. And uh, David, as always, thanks for taking the
0: time to power forward with us today.
1: Great to be here, Chris. Thanks.